from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We are continuing our walk through Isaiah. And we're not covering every single verse in Isaiah because that would be a long time because I think there's 63 book chapters in Isaiah. But we're covering the, all the big highlights. And one of them is Isaiah chapter 29. And Isaiah talks about worship. True worship. And if you Google the words true worship, you'll find that it is everywhere. It is a huge topic in the church. And if you Google images for true worship, you'll see this. Right? This is true worship. You get the hands in the air. This is true worship. Worship looks like that. And so I'm wondering, wow, I wonder if we're doing true worship here. Because we don't have a whole lot of this. But if you wanted to, that would be cool. If you want to do that, that's cool. We have names for them. I call this one the Statue of Liberty. All right. This is Wash the Windows. All right. This one is, this is what most of you do, like this. This is like, I'm kind of Lutheran, I can't do this, but I'll do this. This is called Hold the Baby. Hold the Baby. I'm holding the baby, right? This is called, Lord, I'm at attention, Lord. I'm at attention. I'm all yours. This is that one right there. True worship. What does true worship look like? What does true worship sound like? When I was back in California, this guy came up to me and said, I'm leaving your church. I said, why? He goes, because you don't worship the way you're supposed to. I said, how are you supposed to? He says, we're supposed to worship like the early Christian church. I said, oh, okay, that's a good idea. How did they worship? And he said, um, well, uh, in Acts 2, verse 42, it says that they gathered together for prayer and to read the scriptures and to uh, uh, breaking of bread and for fellowship. I said, that's, that's right, that's right. What do you, so how do we differ from that? He goes, well, you have too many rules by men. Well, like, which, which ones? And he says, well, you have the Apostles' Creed, and that's not from the Bible. I went, well, you know, the early Christian church, they, they spoke creeds. In fact, we have copies in Romans chapter 2, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter, Philippians chapter 2, and 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He goes, oh, well, it's, it's, still, it's still not right. But I don't think he knew what he was talking about. <laughs> what does true worship look like? And Isaiah tells us, well, he tells us what it doesn't look like. He says these words. These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is made up only of rules taught by men. See, the people were going to church, they were going to worship, but they really didn't mean it. Now, there's lots of debates around worship, and they're all important. You know, hands up, hands down. Contemporary or liturgical. Hymns or praise songs. And they're important issues. Not the most important. It's not the most important. The most important issue is this. Are you worshiping 24-7? Because Isaiah's words, and then Jesus quotes Isaiah, and makes it clear that worship is not something that just takes place on a Sunday morning. That worship is your life. You were created to worship. And by your words and by your actions every single day, you, you indicate who or what you worship. What's most important to you? 
By your words and by your actions every single day, you, you indicate the source of your identity, of your comfort, of your strength, of the way you make decisions and the way you come to those decisions. That's worship. Worship is 24-7. How many of you are going to work on tomorrow morning? Monday morning. How many of you are going to work? Good for you. Great. All right. How many of you are going to... I just did a Memorial Day weekend. How many of you are going to work Tuesday morning? There you go. That's better. I'm like, what? Are you to be slackers? What are you guys not going to work? My hands are Memorial Day weekend. How many of you are going to worship on Tuesday morning? Thank you, Nate. Because you're all going to worship on Tuesday morning. You don't call it worship. You call it work. But it's worship. Because what you do and how you treat those around you, how you treat those underneath you indicates how you worship the God above you. How you honor those around you is indicative of how you honor the God who created you. Worship is 24-7. See, Sunday morning is a dedicated worship time. But the rest of the week is a dedicated worship life. Paul put it this way in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. He said, Therefore, as living sacrifices, give honor and glory to God. As living sacrifices, this is your spiritual act of worship. Worship is 24-7. And Jesus tells us, quoting Isaiah, He says, Your lives are to be lives of of worship. Which means the opposite is also true. That in our lives, if there are times when we have sin that's present and it's unrepentant, those sins that we linger on to, that we hold on to, that linger and we're saying, Lord God, I, I will not confess this. I will not turn away from it. I will hold on to it. Because it's part of my identity. It's my security. It's my comfort. Whatever it might be. When those are present in our lives, then we can't worship. We're not worshipers. Jesus put it this way in Matthew chapter 5. He said, Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar... And there remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled with your brother. Then come and offer your gift. If there's something impeding worship, go and fix that. And then you can worship. And some of you may be asking at this point, well, um, who can worship then? <laughs> Because all of us stumble. And all of us fall. And Isaiah gives the answer. He says this. Once more the humble will rejoice in the Lord. See, the, the gateway for worship isn't a really cool song. The, the gateway for worship isn't coming in and getting your coffee. Although it feels like that, doesn't it? You're like, alright, it's good now. I got my coffee, I got my donut, now I'm ready for worship. The gateway for worship 
is humility. That's the gateway for worship. We come in, and we sit down, and the worship service really begins with the confession of our sins. That's when it truly begins. We, we have songs first to help the transition. Because you're coming in from the parking lot, and you're coming in from a crazy week, and you're walking in, and we put songs at the beginning. That's transitioning to help us get in the, the mind and the heart of worship. But it really begins right when we confess our sins. Say, Lord God, I am a sinner. There's stuff in my life I am holding on to and I'm having a hard time letting go of. Lord God, there's, there's anger in my life that I've come to, I'm having trouble dealing with. There's uh, someone in my life I need to forgive and I'm working on it, Lord God, but I need lots of work. The gateway for worship is humility. And God brings us together and before we start, we, we, just, we just confess our sin. Say, Lord, we are yours. And then we begin worshiping. We begin uh, receiving God's gifts. Because there's also another misnomer, a misunderstanding in our world that worship is what we do for God. It's true, partially. But worship is also what God does for you. In worship, God gives you gifts. And his biggest gift is his forgiveness. And God gives you that gift of forgiveness as we confess our sin and receive his forgiveness. And Jesus promises, or rather John says in 1 John chapter 1, he says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's a promise. And we receive that every morning in worship, every Sunday morning. Those promises continue as we receive the Lord's Supper. That time we have just, just bread and, and just wine. And in a special way, Jesus is present in that supper. So you might know his forgiveness for you. His body, his blood, shed for you, so that you might know you're forgiven. There's a chaplain uh, who worked at a hospital, and this hospital, large hospital, had a, a mental health wing to this hospital. And he would go and visit the patients in this hospital. And he visited this one lady, and uh, she'd been in there multiple times. And she said, I just feel so guilty all the time and I don't know what to do this chaplain said I'm going to come here every day and every day I'm going to give you the Lord's Supper and every day we're going to feed your forgiven self so that you know you are loved and forgiven by Jesus and he did that for a month after a month she left and never came back because that's what she needed We all need it. We all need it. We all need that reminder that Jesus Christ died and rose for you.
and that you are his beloved. You are his child. You are his special one. If God had a refrigerator, <coughs> your picture would be on it. <laughs> and we get out, and we go through the week, and sometimes we forget, and sometimes we live out of fear, we live out of anger, or we live out of resentment. And every Sunday, God brings us back to renew us uh, in his image, to forgive us once again, so that we might live not out of anger, but out of joy. So that we might live not out of fear, but out of security. So we might live not out of resentment, but out of contentment. Because you are loved by the one who created you and redeemed by his son who died and rose for you. And that's a good gift. Worship is for you. So I pray this morning you got something out of the worship service. Sometimes people say that to me, Pastor, today was really great. I really got something out of the worship service today. I'm like, that's good. I'm glad. But you got something out of the worship service every Sunday. You always get something out of the worship service. Because you get God's word and his forgiveness for you. I could stand up here and say nothing and you would get something out of the worship service because you have God's word and his forgiveness and his sacraments for you. It's kind of like this. A, a long time ago, I think Emma was five and David was three and Timmy was a twinkle in his mother's eye. <laughs> and we were at SeaWorld. And uh, we were there with a group of pastors and one of those pastors knew a guy who was like high up at SeaWorld and got us these tickets up, dining with Shamu. Right? So we're having lunch near the place where they, they keep the, the orcas. And so we're having lunch, and my kids are watching this bird that has hopped underneath the table and is eating their crumbs. And at that very moment, the trainer brings up the killer whale. Ten feet from our table. There's no glass wall or anything. And my kids are watching the little bird underneath the table. I'm like, Emma, David, 8,000 pound mammal, right here. Nope, they're watching that bird. <laughs> Worship is the 8,000 pound mammal. It's huge. It's a gift for you. So God invites us to worship. So at, at the risk of, of, um, of being wrong, I'm going to throw out a definition of worship. This is what true worship is. True worship is the fulfillment of a week of worship and the empowerment for the next week of worship. True worship is when we gather together and it's a culmination of your entire week. It's a culmination of your worshiping lives 24-7 as you worship God and serve Him within your, your homes, in your jobs, in your communities. And we gather together and say, okay, this was the week. For all those good things, Lord, we give you praise. And for all those hard things, Lord, we put before your throne. And for all those sinful things, Lord, we put before, beneath your cross. 
And Lord Jesus, send us out. Send us out for another phenomenal week of worship. Of worshiping you, Lord Jesus, every day. Because every day is gift. And every day, Lord God, I am yours. Your hands, your mouthpiece, your feet. For a world that's dying without you. Amen? Amen. Amen. May the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, may guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord for life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Stand and worship. Thank <laughs> you.